it's his first time here today. And beautiful young man. Anyway, I said to him right afterwards, he actually wasn't one of the ones that put up his hand, but he sat there and I noticed a complete change in his demeanour. And what he was finding hard to articulate when I asked him questions beforehand, he sat there and he opened his eyes and he was like, And you could just see the peace of God that fell on this young man. And I said to him, well, what is it? Like, do you feel joyful? Because I was trying to just help him articulate it a bit. He was like, I feel, I feel light. I was like, oh, that's good. And I just got this word. I was like, you know what? You know, this feeling that you're experiencing right now, you could be anywhere. I don't know if you find it hard at school. And he looks at me and goes, I find it so hard at school. I was like, well, you know what? That's Jesus talking to you. He's, he's what? He's the most bullied kid at the school. Hello. That's, that's the power of God right there. First time brought by this incredible woman, by her son who brought two kids here this morning. And I said, you can have this wherever you are. You might be being having a hard time at school and you sit there and you go, Holy Spirit, fill me. I said, and then all of a sudden you'll feel that same presence of God and His eyes just lit up, His smile. I said, you can get this at home, in your bedroom. It doesn't need to be here just at church. I was like, oh, <laughs> it was just the best. And then I had to like run in here. But it was so beautiful seeing young people experiencing the power and the presence of God. And can I say for, here for you this morning, you're not by here by accident, you're here because God wanted you here. He wanted to meet with you here this morning. And so as you open up your heart, you open up your ears ready to listen, I know that He will speak to you. Matthew 7 verse 7 says, Ask and you will receive. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be open to you. They're promises. It's not if you feel like it, if you've done enough good things in the day. No. Ask and you will receive. So this morning, as you're here in this place, hearing my voice, know that God will get through to you what He needs to get through to you this morning. It may not even be the words that I speak, but the words that He speaks, you'll grab a hold of and you'll know they're for you. Why don't we close our eyes here this morning? Lord God, I thank You for Your power and Your presence here this morning. Lord, at this incredible location, I thank You that, Lord, we'll experience You here this morning. We give You our lives. We open our hearts. Speak to us here today. Lord, I thank You that not one word that comes out of my mouth shall return to me void, but God shall accomplish everything I set them forth to do. Lord, we thank you and we praise you in the mighty and wonderful name of Jesus. Everyone said, amen. I want to quickly show you a picture of my beautiful family. Um, I'm not just some random <laughs> off the street. <laughs> I, this is my beautiful family. This is my husband, Nick. My two kids, Carter and Briley. Carter is eight and Briley is five. And Carter just... Carter's the funniest kid. He loves people, like loves people that wherever he goes, he's just been spending the school holidays with us <laughs> at work. And wherever he goes, he's like, hey, will you play with me? 
And they're like, oh, sorry, I'm here to work. And I go, you. And then I hear him down the court, like the hallway. Will you play with me? I'm like, oh my gosh, Carter. Then he starts like writing up these signs. Nerf gun war. You're invited. Come to this room. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Just so, and he's like, I've got the guns. I'm like, oh, maybe just. (laughs) Awkward. (laughs) And he's like, posted them all around church. I'm like, And then my daughter, she's five. She's like, Mom, I've made footprints so people know where to go. She had gotten pieces of paper. And instead of drawing her feet, she drew her hands. So I was like, handprints. <laughs> All right, good work, kids. Good work. <laughs> but they're super fun. Um, so, yeah, let's just get into it this morning. Uh, firstly, just also want to thank... Ward and Nicole, you guys are the best. And as she said, there is this love fest going on. Like, I love you guys. I get to see you every Wednesday at staff meeting. You sit just in front of me. And yeah, I just, I love being able to do life with you. But you know, like from afar, but close, you know? And every time I see your smile, Nicole, it just lights up an entire room, doesn't it? Like, you could be having the worst day and you rock up to church and you see her smile and it's like, oh, everything's fine. <laughs> it's true though, right? What a smile can do for people. And also, I know Ruthie and Joe aren't here, but Ruthie and Joe are just next door and they do an incredible job of looking after your kids, don't they? So amazing. Before I get into it, do you mind if I pray for someone? Is that all right? I really want to pray for beautiful Lynn. I love you. Can you come on out? I just want to pray over you. Is that okay? Come on. This woman is a magnificent woman, isn't she? Sorry. 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 You don't have to face everyone. You can face me. I just want you to close your eyes. I've been praying for you all week. Oh, don't get emotional. I'll get emotional. Stop it. It's all right. You're allowed to. I've just got to put myself together. I've been praying for you all week. God really, really, really loves you so much. And I believe that just the timing of everything and how you've come into this place and how God's come into your life hasn't just been about you. It's been about your family as well. Close your eyes for me. And I just see God coming to you this morning and reminding you of His goodness, reminding you that He is faithful. And I see the presence of God falling on you this morning, the peace of God falling on you this morning, that He knows the desires of your heart. Lord, I thank You. God, anything that she is carrying that is heavy, I thank you that we are not designed to carry things that are heavy, you are. And Lord, right now, I just lift them off her shoulders. I lift them off and I thank you that you are her provider in every form of the word. Lord, more than anything this morning, I thank you for your presence. I thank you for the peace of God that surpasses all understanding to guard her mind. And to guard her heart. Holy Spirit, I thank you that you fill her like you've never filled her before. In the most incredible way this morning. 
thank you for all you have already done for her. And I thank you in advance for what you are going to keep doing in her life, step by step. Lord, I thank you for your power and your presence here this morning. There it is, the power of God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. The peace of God, fill her this morning. Right from the tip of her head to the soles of her feet, let there be no room for anything else but your presence, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for this mighty woman of God. Mighty woman of God is what He calls you. Thank you, Jesus. Bless her, Lord, today. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. All right, pull myself together again. Sorry. Everywhere, didn't I? Oh well, you guys will have to look at me, not me. <sighs> I don't even know what time it is. I should probably keep my. I have to finish by what time? To a temper. Right. It's going to be speedy. You ready? Thank you, Ryan. You're an absolute legend. Can we thank Ryan? So good. <clears throat> All right, let's get into it. My point number one for today, we are justified and cleansed instantaneously through the acceptance of Jesus. I told you I'm going to kick straight into it, right? We are justified and cleansed instantaneously through the acceptance of Jesus. We're going to read Romans 3.20. It says, therefore, no one will be declared righteous in his sight, observing the law. Rather, through the law, we became conscious of sin. But now a righteousness from God, apart from the law, has been made known to the law and the prophets testify. This righteousness from God comes through faith in Jesus Christ to all who believe. There is no difference for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God and are justified freely by His grace through the redemption that came by Jesus Christ. I'm going to leave it there. You know, everything in verse 23, it says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Here in this verse, verse 23, everything is due to our humanity here. But I love that in verse 24, straight afterwards, it has everything depending on God. That though we fall short, God made a way. So it's all about Him. That fall short. I love looking through the Bible and noticing the words and why they are there. They're there for a very good reason. The word fall short, well, not the word, but the language of fall short is we have done so, <laughs> we are doing so, and we will continue to do so. It covers all the bases. And this is why we need Jesus, because we've fallen short. You know, when I was three years old, I made a decision to follow Jesus. I know you're like, three, do you really know what you're doing? 
do you know what? I can actually remember everything about that moment. I remember sitting in our dining room, lounge room, ta- um, dining room, sitting at the table. My parents were talking about something random. And my little brother sitting next to me, we ate spaghetti bolognese for dinner. I told you I remembered everything. <laughs> and I remember all of a sudden piping up going, I want to ask Jesus into my life. And I remember my parents going, where did that come from, right? We prayed the prayer. And as soon as I prayed that prayer, I instantly got this sense of feeling safe, which as a three-year-old is really important, that I was in the palm of God's hand and nothing could get to me. And all through my life, I always come back to that feeling safe in the palm of God's hand. So I've never had one of those moments where I've gone out of the darkness and into the light, right? But some of you have had those moments where you've been in darkness, where you've had really hard times. Then you've discovered Christ, you've accepted Him into your life, and you've come into the light. Anyone had one of those moments? Yeah, great. So for me, I never really understood what it was to have a fallen nature. I I mean, I knew it, but I didn't know it, right? Until I had children. Until I had children. I discovered that I actually didn't need to teach my children how to do the wrong thing. That happened very naturally. I, as a parent, needed to teach them how to do the right thing. And so I fully understood what it meant to be born with a fallen nature and that we have fallen short. That there is a need for Jesus. You know, in this uh, language of verse 24, indicates this freely and by His grace and redemption. Now, although freely and by His grace could refer to God changing us, the word redemption actually cannot. This word is a word that comes from the slave market. And when a person was redeemed, he was set free from his slavery. You know, if I were to set a slave free, I don't actually change his character. I change his status. I don't change his character, but I change his status. And status means official position. So God has actually changed our status. Once a sinner, now we are declared righteous through Jesus. And this is one of the most precious uh, truths in Scripture, that we are saved. God first and foremost changes our status. He looks at the shed blood of Christ. He regards His death as the perfect work, the perfect sacrifice covering all of our sins past, present, and future. We are justified even while we were sinners and continually falling short of that glory. It also reminds me of that. Have you heard people say, oh, you look, I'm, I'm going to get my life right and then I'll come to church. Anyone heard that? Yeah, all of us are shaking our heads. Yes, 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 we have. This scripture reminds me that we can come in whatever state we are, that it doesn't matter whether we've got our stuff together or not. We can freely come to Him because that's how and how He died for us while we were still sinners. So if anyone says that, you can use that scripture next time. That's a freebie for you. 
He makes us righteous as if we have done nothing wrong. When Jesus steps into our life, he is all the difference. He paid the ultimate sacrifice, something that we could not do for ourselves. Isaiah 1.18, it says, Come now, let's settle the matter, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, they will be as white as snow. Though they are red as crimson, they shall be like wool. So when we come to him, instantly we are cleansed and justified. That he washes our sins as white as snow. Point number two, we are transformed over time as we step by step give our lives over to Jesus. I forgot to say the title of my message, right? Growing on purpose. You're probably like, where is this going, Stacey? Stay with me. Growing on purpose. So my point number one is, anyone remember, we are instantaneously cleansed and justified when we accept Jesus Christ. My point number two is we are transformed over time as we step by step give our lives over to Christ. We step by step are becoming more like him. How do we become more like him? We spend time with him. How do you learn about him? You open your Bible. You pray. You spend time. You know, God has an order for things in our lives. An order. We look at babies. I'm going to give you a quick lesson. You ready? You ready? Do you have any OTs in here? Good. Just kidding. Just kidding. I'm just kidding. So babies, they're born with something called primitive reflexes. How God designed babies to come out the birth canal and fend for themselves just baffles me. But he set things in place, right? So these primitive reflexes are there. You've seen a baby, one, you know, their head goes to the side and their arm, you know, they just can't control their own limbs, can they? No, they can't. And it's because of these reflexes. And they're there, you know, they've got one right here. If you do this to a baby... It goes, because it thinks it's food. Once it's feeding, there's a sucking reflex that just kicks in and sucks. But do you know what? Over time, what happens is those primitive reflexes are overridden by these pathways in our brain learning how to control each muscle. So there's a step-by-step action that happens. So all the rolling, the rocking, the crawling, they're all there to help the brain develop new pathways so that it can voluntarily do things for itself. Oh, there's a block. I'm going to reach out, turn my head and grab that. Whereas before, they'd probably do this. (laughs) Because it actually can't control its limbs. And so God has ordered steps for us. We look at a child, it goes from a baby coming out, can't do anything for itself, through to a toddler who gets into everything because it wants to, right? There's an order for everything, step by step by step. And we see that one season, one step prepares you for the next one, prepares you for the next one, prepares you for the next one. But you have to keep walking. How do we grow on purpose? I believe listening to the Holy Spirit is so important. So, so important. I can be in a supermarket and Nick over the other side of, you know, the rows of groceries be like, hey, babe, I know it's my husband. Why? 
I know his voice. How do I know his voice? I've spent time with him. I've been married for 13 years. I've spent time with him. I know who his voice was. But if I, if I met you this morning, what's your name? Ron. Ron, it's lovely to meet you. If Ron was in the supermarket, I just met Ron right now. I'm, I'm sorry, Ron, but I'm not going to know his voice if he goes, hey, babe. <laughs> it's not going to cut it. <laughs> and you would probably bash him. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> was that such a big laugh? Because she would. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm just joking. Ron, it was nice to meet you, by the way. <laughs> but you know his voice because you spend time with him. And that is how we grow. He guides us. He leads us. Growing in Christ is a Holy Spirit-empowered, intentional process, and we have a part to play. There's parts only He can do, and we can't, but then there are parts that only we can do, and He can't. What do I mean by that is, God will never override our free will, never. He is a gentleman. He will always wait. You know, I mentioned that scripture at the beginning, Matthew 7, verse 7. Ask, and you what? Will receive. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be open. Let's just think about those first three words. Ask, knock, seek. Who are they reliant on? God or you? Us. We are the ones that actually have to make that first step. James, it says, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. But who has to make the first step? Us. There's parts only he can do, and we can't. Like dying on the cross, we would not have been the perfect sacrifice. (laughs) I definitely wouldn't have been. But then there are parts that only we can do that he can't because he will never override our free will. He waits to be invited. We need to step by step keep walking. My third point, we have been given everything we need. The Passion Translation says everything we could ever need for life and complete devotion to God has already been deposited in us by His divine power. For all of this was lavished upon us through the rich experience of knowing Him who has called us by name and invited us to come through His glorious manifestation of His goodness. And as a result of this, He has given you magnificent promises You can experience partnership with the divine nature by which you have escaped the corrupt desires that are of the world. Let's stop and think about that. Everything we could ever need for life and complete devotion has already been deposited in us by his divine power. Everything, another version says, everything we need for life and godliness, life and godliness we've already been given. Hello. Everything you need, you already have on the inside of you. Because who lives on the inside of you? Jesus. Everything you need. Like, when I was reading this, I was like, oh, how do I, how do I, wow, this is crazy. Like, everything I need, I already have. But I just need to understand that I have it and walk it out step by step. I actually have a really uh, special gift uh, of killing, killing anything. Um, no, let me start again. Anything that's green. No one's green in here. Perfect. <laughs> I, had a, I had a serious um, 
talent for killing cactuses. I mean, they're hard to kill, right? I killed cactuses. But you know what? This year I decided, you know what? I'm going to give this thing a go and I'm going to be determined to be able to keep green things alive. Plants I'm talking about, by the way. And so I did. I got educated. I figured out, oh my gosh, I have everything already that I need to keep this plant alive. I just didn't know it. I already had dirt. I already had sun. I already had water. I already had a pot. I had everything. But I just needed to get to know what I needed to do in order to look after it. It's the same with us. We've been given everything that we need. And can I tell you, it's been, what we, July, seven months I've kept plants alive. Hello. I have a herb garden on my, yeah, I know, that deserves a clap, right? <laughs> I have a set of keys. I only just discovered the other day, right, my office key. I only just discovered that it opened my storeroom downstairs. Now, this for me was like a huge revelation because I'd been trying to get into that thing for the, yeah, Caro's laughing, shh. He's the keys man at church. But I only just discovered that my office key opens that darn storeroom. How long have I been working at church for? Four years. So for four years I've been hunting out. Have you got that storeroom key? There's only like two people I know that have got storeroom keys. And I had it the whole time. (laughs) One day I was like, oh my gosh. I'm in. You should have seen the happy dance. You know, I won't do it now. I'll save you and spare you. But I had everything I needed. I just didn't know it. It's the same for us. You have everything that you need. Why? Because of who Jesus is on the inside of you. How do you get to know what you've got? Reading the word. Let's close our eyes where we are. You know, as I was talking about before, there's things that are reliant on us. God will never force his way into our lives. He always waits for the opportunity to be asked. Romans 10, 9 says, If you confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. If you confess with your mouth, You know, here in this moment, I want to give an opportunity. Maybe you are here for the first time and you've never actually made the decision to invite Jesus to come into your life. He has everything that you need. You can't do this walk alone. You can't do this walk by yourself. You need Christ in your life. But it's relying on whether or not you will make that step growing on purpose toward Him. Maybe you're here and you've been here for 30 years. You've been in church your whole life, but you actually don't feel close to Him. For whatever reason, things have taken you away, distracted you. Today is your day. You are here for a reason. God wants you to open your heart to Him and say yes to Him this morning. So with every head bowed and every eye closed, I want to give you an opportunity here this morning to ask Him to come into your life, maybe for the first time or the 50th time. It does not matter. You're here today because He's knocking on your heart saying, hey, let me in. Let me in today. 
I want to help with you. I want to walk with you through these hard seasons. I want to strengthen you. I want to uphold you. If this is you here this morning with every head bowed and every eye closed, I just want you to shoot up your hand and we're just going to pray a prayer that invites Him to come into your life. Beautiful. Who else is here this morning? You want to get back in relationship with Him. You know your heart is not right with Him. Who else is here this morning? Your head and your heart could be having an argument right now. No, no, I'll do it next time. No, no, no. Today is the day of salvation. Thank you, Lord. Who else is here this morning? Incredible Him. Thank you, Lord. Or maybe you just need assurance that when you go from this earth, where are you going to spend eternity? You don't get into heaven by being a good person. Like that scripture said right at the start, you get it by having Jesus because He was the ultimate sacrifice. So if you need assurance for your salvation, just shoot up your hand as well. Who else is here this morning? Thank you, Lord. Lord, we thank you for your power and your presence. Why don't we just pray this prayer together? Why don't we just say this together? Dear Lord Jesus, come on, say it all together. Dear Lord Jesus, today I invite you to come into my life. Thank you for dying for me. Thank you for cleansing me. Thank you for justifying me. And thank you for taking away all my sickness and all my shame. Help me to live every day for you. Holy Spirit, fill me here today in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. If that was you here this morning, I know there was one beautiful person. I'd love to meet you down the front here after the service. I'd love to pray with you. But if maybe you didn't shoot up your hand for whatever reason, I'd still come forward after the service is closed. I'll be just down here. I'd love to pray with you here this morning. Thank you. Amen. Let's give Pastor Stace a big hand. Hey, uh, just a couple of things before we close. Firstly, we had an amazing morning in kids. We've had like lots of kids visiting for the first time. It's been fantastic. One of the things we've got to do before uh, the, the kids come out is we've got to set up a couple of things. So it would, it would be really appreciated if you could, if you could just give us a, a little really quick hand with that. What we've got to do is we've got to move the chairs over to that side, if that's possible, if you could move the chairs over to that side, if, you, if you're on a row.